ALG really saved me. I put all of my success on joining this group. People constantly checking in saved me. I made so many like friends with people that I've never met, but I feel incredibly close to and, and I consider them family. It really is a family. It is a place where you can just be yourself and there is no judgment. There is no shame. You are so welcome there. Nobody has to be in this alone. Everybody is either going through or has gone through the same thing at one point. Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the ALG podcast. I want to welcome you all back to the show. Happy Friday. If you're listening to this on drop date uh, real quick at the top of the hour, I just want to remind everyone, please five star rate this, leave a review, show a friend, give it to someone who you think needs a little bit of motivation or just might want to hear two idiots babble on for an hour. You never know. Um, I, as always, am John Arpino, otherwise known as J.R. journey. And I am joined alongside today only my partner in crime fit underscore. D-Rock, David Roden. David, how are you today? Buenos dias, como estas? I'm doing phenomenal. Are you? You chilling? Relaxing? It is. uh, We're relaxing. I'm puppy sitting and I I got Sonny right now. He's, He's right back here. And he's sleeping right now. So we we timed that better. I kind of riled him up, got him tired. Now he's sleeping in the kennel. So we're doing well. So so you think we'll have you for the whole show this week? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. With an 11-month-old white lab, you just never know. All right. Okay. That's all right. I think I can hold it down in case you got to go MIA again. But uh, today uh, today we're going to talk about um, what I like to call the gains in between. Um, David has a similar philosophy. I call with, it sweet spot yeah. goals. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I think everyone kind of has a name for it. Uh, so I don't know. Let's, let's kind of break down what the gains in between means to to me and what I define it as. So for those that don't know, um, I end all my posts with the hashtag the gains in between and the gains in between has been just like a moniker that I kind of made up when I started my journey, when I really kind of figured out how this thing worked, right? So I think like a lot of us, when I started my weight loss journey, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. You know, I, I had a really, really big goal And I wanted to get to it as quickly as possible uh, without doing a lot, right? Because we live in a world of instant gratification. Um, We want something now. We need it right now. I got to have it right now. Well, I don't want to disappoint anybody listening to the podcast, but that's not how this works, right, David? You know, it's just that you just it's just not how it works. You got to work hard for the things that you want, right? So the gains in between and how it came to be. Um, So the gains in between. You got your ultimate goal, right? That big picture. I want you all to envision it right now for those that are listening. I want you to close your eyes and imagine exactly that big thing that you want. What has brought you here today and what do you want? Now, when you see that goal, obviously you're going to know I have to hop through a lot of obstacles to get to that goal, right? Cool. I want you to break down that goal into bite-sized, chewable pieces. I'm talking like fun-sized Snickers on Halloween, those little guys, okay? We're really going to talk about Snickers right now? Yeah, bro. Who doesn't like a good Snicker? Savage. <laughs> what the fuck? What? They get a Reese's peanut butter cup. All right, fine. I want you to take that Reese's peanut butter cup. Nah, but seriously. So you have your big ultimate goal, right? And you have all these little steps in order to get to that goal. So let's just say you want to lose 200 pounds, right? Well, 
you're not going to cut everything out all at once that you love and you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you're going to be down 200 pounds. No, you have to um, start with your hydration, right? That's a big one. You got to start drinking enough water a day. That alone will take you very far. You need to acquire a new daily routine, find out what you're doing in your day and figure out how you can change it in order to meet what you're trying to do. So the, the gains in between is really what takes you between point A to point B because everyone thinks it's just you're there. No, you got A1, A2, A3, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I think that that really, like I, we, me and you have talked on the side about, you know, what you call the sweet spot and finding yeah. the sweet spot to getting to your goals. So how, how, based on what I've just said, how does that differ from what you recognize as finding it's, that sweet spot? Well, yeah, because because my big thing is, I, I'm a firm believer because like off my story, like I knew I had to lose 200 pounds, but every time I set the goal of 200 pounds or even thought about it, it was so astronomically out of my belief right. that it's like, you never really try. Right. So you never put the effort in. And so you, you, you put in a little bit of effort, you quit, it goes, of course I didn't, I didn't figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so this is my number one detriment to anyone who just, writes down these very, very large goals is oftentimes for the majority, you have a belief that, well, okay. Yeah. You set this massive goal, but you don't even believe it. So what's the, right. what's the point? Yeah. Like what, what is the point of setting a massive goal? If and I think, and I think we're all guilty of that, you know, hundred percent. yeah, it, we, we want what we want, but ultimately it's like, Oh, I really have to do all this hard work to get the fuck I want. Exactly. And so, and so what happens is psycho like psychologically, you don't even, you don't even really try. And so the sweet spot to me, which is the, which is very similar to the gains in between is like mm-hmm. you setting a goal that fits inside that goal that is large enough that excites you, but small enough that you truly believe you can hit. Yeah. And like my sweet spot goal when I was 400 plus was two pounds a week. That was right. it. That was, that yeah. was the only thing I could put my head around. That was like, I can do that. Right. And I think that that's very um, feasible when you have when you have such a, a large amount of weight to lose, even if you had a little, like a small, a small weight goal. Mm-hmm. But I think both of these um, techniques can be used not just for weight loss, but for, for relatively everything. anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. for every, everything in the world. Um, again, as, and, I, and I'm going to circle back to this a lot, I think, on this show. But again, as as a human being. We just truly believe that we are entitled to the exact thing we want exactly when we want it. And it's just not the case, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and that that feeling that that entitlement really is kind of what takes us off that path, you know, and, and I think we're all guilty of that. I've I've started like before I had success on this journey, you know, there was so many incarnations of what you would call this journey. There was so, so many times where I would attempt and I would start and I would stop and I would fall off course, you know, um, between Weight Watchers, South Beach Diet, whatever, like whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because I, I saw the goal and I just wanted to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't want to enjoy the ride. I didn't want to experience all the NSVs. I didn't want to, I didn't want to learn nothing. What, what's an NSV? Oh, an NSV? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, David. An NSV is a non-scale victory. You might see that hashtag floating around on some of my posts and a lot of other people's posts. I think you post some non-scale victories once or twice before. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy, I am a, a very big advocate for the NSV. Mm-hmm. Um, and why that is, is because, again, we get lost in the sauce, people. We get lost in wanting that big goal that we forget to enjoy the small victories. Mm-hmm. 
So those NSVs, I think, are those life rafts that kind of massive. Bring us there. Yeah, they're so big, you know. Like, listen, I didn't lose all my weight you know, when I first got on an airplane for the first time that I could fit in one seat, but that was a huge victory to me. That almost tasted better is hitting my final weight loss number goal, mm-hmm. you know, or riding a roller coaster again. I'm a huge roller coaster junkie. Me and David have both talked about this a billion times on the podcast that day when I was able to finally get back on that roller coaster that, you know, four years, five years prior, I got kicked off of and embarrassed in front of hundreds of people that feeling alone man that was like winning a world series you know 100 percent. because like the big thing there to me like when it comes to the goal setting the non-scale victories the sweet spot when you a lot of what this goes into i i use this metaphor a lot and people tend to understand it is all right so you you have a child say you have like this seven-year-old and every time this seven-year-old does something right you don't say anything you just, you just stand there. And every time this seven-year-old does something wrong, you just smack him over the head and you go, what are you doing? What do you think this kid's going to do? This kid's going to freeze. Yeah. This kid's gonna be like, I, I don't know what to do. I, 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 do, I do one thing and nothing happens. And then I do another thing and I get hit. So this is how most people live their entire lives is they sit here and like on their weight loss journey and or anything and say, you, you eat a good meal and you go, good, you should. Well, then every time you eat a poor meal, which is going to happen, you just destroy yourself with negative self-talk and get, get all on yourself. And then what's your brain going to do? Your brain's going to be like, well, I, I don't want to deal with this pain. Right. And so you'll be like, I'm going to quit. Well, I would quit too. That's one of the biggest things. Like the, one, of the, one of the biggest things that came about for me was when I started celebrating every non-scale victory, when I started celebrating every single sweet spot goal, when I started celebrating every time I did something right, it became easy. And it became enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why that, that metaphor tends to help a lot of people understand, like, you have to be your best cheer. You have to be your top cheerleader in like this, this oh, transformation. Yeah, I, I believe you do a thousand percent. But also um, what kind of helped me out, too, and a lot of people might not like this, is I had a friend of mine many years ago when I started my journey tell me um, you, do, you should never be congratulated for things that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So breathing, drinking water, you know, stupid shit like that. Like no one's going to come over to you and be, Hey, David, good job. You, you took 32 breaths in the last minute. Like, mm-hmm. yo, good, good job, David. Um, no one's going to say that. Right. But you can congratulate yourself. You eat a good meal. I want you to give yourself that mental high five, yep. you know, and that, and that's it. But no one is going to say, Oh, good job, Johnny. You did a really good job today. You, you ate you, a grilled chicken salad. You ate a grilled chicken salad. You could have had mm-hmm. Domino's like, get that out of your head. But learn that you can congratulate yourself. Don't harp on that congratulating feeling that it's going to take you back and make you feel like, okay, wow, I did. You know, I had two grilled chicken salads today. And when I get home, there is a whole pint of Haagen-Dazs that I'm just going to dive on into when I get Because I did great here. Because I did great here. No, I 100% respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because the biggest thing with, with that is like, justify like justification right don't justify the what what is going to actually do do wrong in the long term you know yeah. what i mean yeah you and i'm not just... saying that the the one pint of hagen every now and again is wrong but when you are starting from the ground floor and you have 200 pounds to lose i mean hagen you can wait you know what i'm saying like you, you, i could put you on to a lot of low cal ice creams and we could get you going you know what i'm saying there's 
and and that's another thing hacking i'm a big advocate and i think that this really falls under the games in between category hacking the things that we liked when we were you know living this other lifestyle and incorporating them into our current lifestyle if you're a big pizza guy you know, I was a huge pizza guy to this day. I still almost six years now. I still haven't had a regular slice of pizza. And that's not because I'm mentally torturing myself or I'm waiting for some big event. That sounds like an eating disorder. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Eat my ass. Um, <laughs> uh, but I hacked, I hacked my mentality and cauliflower pizza became enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Lentil pasta became enough for me. Those things satisfy me now. Mm-hmm. And that was a small victory. I needed to erase what was poisoning me. See, what a lot of people don't understand is when I do, when I do the whole pizza example, pizza in my mind was not a food. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard concept. It was like a coping mechanism. It was a coping mechanism. It was my security blanket. If there was anything wrong in the world that day, pizza was going to come save the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I knew that if I wanted to change my life, I, I, I had to get rid of that security blanket. I didn't need to feel secure anymore. And that, and that was because someone once told me you need to, you know, you need to get uncomfortable before you can get comfortable. Well, if I'm, if I'm ever going to be uncomfortable, I can't have my security blanket with me because then I'm sucking my thumb and holding on to my blanket. You know what I mean? And we're, we're, we're past that now. You know what I'm saying? We have, we have things to do. We have goals to hit, you know, there's some parts of our lives that we're going to have to look upon and say, okay, well right now I need to not do that for the current moment. You know, I'm, I need to take a step back from doing whatever, because that whatever is holding me back in the long run. If that's weekly Chinese food night with my family, well, you know, maybe I should put that to the side for a little while. Um, what, what were some things, David, that you kind of realized were more of a security blanket than they were anything else in, in, on your journey? Um, security blankets. I, I mean, just eating, just eating large amounts of food in general, like that kind of binge eating vibe. I don't, again, I don't like, if, if you know anything about me, I do not like branding yourself. I think it as is far such, as what? I have binge eating disorder. Oh, I, have okay. this, I, understand. Yeah. I have that. It's right. like, you're giving it more power than it needs to have. Because and you're giving so, it a title and a name. You're giving it a title that. and a name. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I get that. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of not like branding yourself that way. Now, did I have a habit of eating large amounts of foods to, to feel my, to fill myself? Yeah, of course I did. Um, I just don't like brands. And so, so from that, I would say, I don't, the biggest thing for me when it came to coping mechanisms was just deflection and just like fill my day. And it was just like, and it was video games and food. And I think that's maybe the reason why I don't play video games at right. all anymore. I, you I know, I've thought, I I've thought I, about to that. To be honest, I literally didn't think about that until now. Yeah, no, but I've um, thought about that um, from conversations that we just had over the last year of really getting yeah, to each other and really I don't even know. This. I don't even know yeah. an Xbox, PS5. I own nothing. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to a kid who, I'm not kidding you, I played in high, in high school and college. My, my favorite story to tell of just how infatuated I was when it came to video games. My freshman year of college, I was living in a dorm with Troy and Stav and all these guys, and we were still friends this day. And Troy, it's unfair. Troy's a, he was a, he was a uh, long distance runner in high school. And this man ate is this the same amount of food I did. And he had six pack abs yeah. and, and he didn't work out in, high, in college. He just still had them. It was unfair, but that's life. And, um, and so I remember when the new COD came out, it was modern warfare two. It was modern warfare one and two. Um, 
I, him and I, and all of us stayed up. I, we, I went to class all day and then picked up the game at midnight, played the game from midnight to my 8am class, went to my 8am, my 9am and like my noon came back, ate food, played from like two o'clock all the way to dinner, had dinner, played till all the way the next morning, went to all my classes. I stayed up for like 58, 60 straight hours. That's disgusting. And I remember Mountain Dew and Jet Pizza. Like lit, no, oh, literally, it was it was it was pizza and all the different energy drinks. I remember leaving my noon class after not sleeping for two plus days. And I'm not kidding you. I started getting tunnel vision, like it was getting black. And then like I couldn't feel my fingertips and I felt drunk. Nice. And I was like swaying. And then I slept for like I don't know, like 12 hours or 16 hours or some shit. Jesus. And, uh, and so, but like, I, I, I never really thought about it until now, but I think that was such a coping mechanism to me. Of yeah. Just Cause you like, were turning off the, the surrounding world. You yeah. Know? I, could you just, were, I could just, in that moment, in. you weren't fat. You yeah. Weren't I was fat just, anymore. And I, we were good. We were yeah. like, everyone says they're good. At one point, our squad was on a 52 game win streak. Wow. 52 straight matches. Wow. It was I never played impressive. Todd. I was getting laid. So. I can't relate. Okay. Okay, <laughs> bud. Mr. 330 pounds by the time you're four years old. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. You know, Confucius got laid. No, not Confucius. Uh, well, Buddha got laid. Buddha um, got laid. It's not Confucius. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and we're back. So go back to like, no, I, I, the COVID magazine, I honestly, I never really thought about it until right now, how I've, I've treated no, coping mechanisms are huge. And I feel like if, if you don't take the time to realize what your coping mechanism is and you don't cut it out of your life for a little while or, or, or for a, you know, an infinite amount of time, you're going to fall back on that crutch. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, what's going to keep you safe. That's what's going to keep you calm. And like I said before, you need to, you need to be, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because the whole beginning of this journey is one big uncomfortable mess, right? Oh, like, it's hundred percent. This is my yeah. Um, I, you're jo you're joining a gym at more. Let, let's just say you're a morbidly obese person, right? Uh, and you're joining a gym for the first time, which is fucking scary as hell, right? If 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 that's the route you decide to take, maybe you don't join a gym. But the gym never actually scared me. Really? Mm -mm. I was petrified. No, I not so much petrified. Because at the beginning of my story is weird. Like I did the whole pulmonary rehab thing where I was just with yeah. a bunch of elderly people. And then I was just like, I need to get out of here or else I'm just uh, nothing can happen. But I, I remember the first time I went to a, a big boy gym. Yeah. Um, I did that rookie mistake of joining a gym. And, and I kind of tell people this all the time. Like if, if you're in a position where it's time to join a gym, join a gym outside of your town. Like if you still live in the town where you grew up and maybe like you don't want people to know what you're doing, it, have no fear. Join, join a gym outside of your of your hometown. Um, I joined the first gym I joined was right in the smack dab middle of my hometown. And I'd be walking in and there was like kids that I just didn't want to see from high school, you know, uh, par parents of kids that I knew from high school. And then everyone was all up in my business, like, oh, he's finally getting his life together. Oh, look, there's the fat kid again. So that was very. Um, yeah, I never had that for me. Yeah, no, that was extremely overwhelming for me when I started. Um, so, I mean, I mean, my whole thing too, though, is my first, my first hundred pounds of my weight loss. I mean, yeah, I was in the gym. Don't get me wrong, but the primary mover and shaker of my weight loss in the first hundred pounds was playing pickup basketball and like inclined walking on a treadmill. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, I wasn't uh, shit. I was going to a gym just to be in a gym. 
yeah. I was doing, I guess, you know, I, guess, I was yeah, doing I guess, a lot. But I mean, my friend Anthony Domenico, who's uh, D Domenico, who's been on this podcast before, uh, WW Bro Podcast. He puts it very well. If you're a morbid, if you're morbidly obese, right, you could literally drink water and move your ankle, like move your feet, and you'll lose weight. <laughs> move your you know ankles I mean? and you lose your yeah. weight. hundred no, yeah. percent. Like, there's not at that point you don't have to do a lot for big results because you're already starting for from such a. Mm-hmm a big starting point you know um so those little changes when you're starting will definitely help you it's when you're in it when you're knee deep in it when you when you've lost that first 50 and Mm -hmm. you you hit that plateau you know everyone everyone hates that plateau that plateau is gonna come i don't care what anybody says anybody on instagram who says oh i've never hit a plateau is a fucking liar (laughs) oh i've had so many dude (laughs) uh, i I lost i lost uh i lost 225 pounds in the whole time you know i just i just cruised on right through i never want nope i just some people people do get the fuck out of here i don't give a fuck it could have been a three-day plateau you hit a plateau okay i don't don't give a shit i get you now i that that's always so interesting though too because like that goes off of the i'm plugging the journal for a hot second um inside the inside the journal i mean one of my favorite things is talking about like that's helped me out so much when it comes to coping mechanisms and, and why you do what you do is like talking about like the six essential human needs of what Tony Robbins goes into and, and like that kind of psychology. That's helped me out so much. And for a lot of obese people, not all, but a lot, they're certainty freaks. They have to know what's going to happen next. You have to have this level of, of what's going to happen next. And I think and- we dealt with that quite recently, actually. No, hundred uh, percent with our within our own community. Within our community, hundred yeah. percent. And we've had this conversation a million times. And it's yeah. like that's why for weight loss, for example, or it doesn't matter what it is, but for for that, it's like all right, if you're a certainty freak and that's such a value to you, you have to figure out how to revalue it, and you have to find certainty in different ways. And it may right. not be the scale always because this this is why a lot of people quit is because when they set this goal of I'm going to lose fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. And for the first week they lose seven because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And the second week they lose four. And now they're starting to get a little uncertain because they're like, wait, right. I lost seven last week. Now it's four this week. And the next week, the third week, it's two. And then the fourth week you stall and you lose nothing. And now you're getting uncertain. You're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? And it's like, you know, the easiest way to get certainty back. What's that? Quit. I know the result. Yeah, I know what the result's going to be. Yeah, it's a given result. You know what it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh, I'm five weeks in. Oh, I need some certainty back. Well, if I binge eat, I know I'm going to gain weight again. I like oh, that. I like Boom, that. There you go. That's and a result, so, yeah. So you have to, so say if certainty is extremely important to you, you have to find different strategies to get yourself certainty without it being things you can't control. And so that that is something that I talk about in the journal um, is like the, those six essential human needs to help people in their value system. So I'm actually going to spin this real quick. And I'm going to ask you a question, David. Yeah, fire away. What give give the people some examples of the things that you can control when you're starting this out? Mm-hmm. You know, because that, like you said, everyone's nervous about the things you can't control. And again, you cannot control them. It's going to happen regardless. Yep. But what can you hold on to that you know is tangible? That you know that you as a person can control on this journey. The the top two things that I always kind of go to is the top two is number one is effort, and two is attitude. Okay. Like you have those control like that. That yeah. is a hundred percent in your control. You have yeah. control over your effort and you yeah. have control of your attitude. Yeah. Like those are two, those are two things that no matter what's happening, you can have a positive outlook. You can choose to like that is in your control and number, and like having that effort level, you know, like, stop it. Like 
if you're off, if you're, if you're truly honest with yourself, you know, your effort level, you know what you're really putting in. Oh yeah. 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 And, a thousand percent. Yeah. If you're a lazy piece of shit and listen, I'm guilty of that. I was, a lazy, uh, I'm a hundred percent a lazy piece of shit, but like you have to be quite, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's time. Like your mom always called you a lazy piece of shit. Well, guess what, buddy? You better start realizing you're a lazy piece of shit, and it's time to change that. Yeah. And you can and, control that. And you can, Same and you can control, and you can control your time. And you can, when it comes to effort, you can control your time, which right. is like, are you going to the gym or aren't you? Like, right. you you may not be able to control everything inside of that, like the results. Are your biceps building? Are you burning fat? You may not be able to control all that on a day to day basis, right. but you can control being there. And you can control what goes in your mouth. Right. And so, again, those are things in your and you control. Can, and, you, and you can control your thought process. Exactly. You know. And that, that's, 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 a, that's a tough one. Most people don't want to hear that, but it's true. You no, control it's very your true. thought process. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you mean, have. You, go ahead. Yeah. Like, like I, the science, the lot, like, this is what I've, I've read a hundred books on, like, neuro-linguistic programming to how to rewire neural pathways in the brain to like how this stuff works, the visualization stuff and how that affects the, 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 this is what I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. And so it's like neuroplasticity and the brain's ability. Yes. You have a, you have a pathway to whatever you're doing. You're, you love to overeat at night. You, you enjoy whatever process, but you can rewire and make new neural pathways to change everything. Like it doesn't, it, it, it takes time and you may navigate back down a, a poor pattern, but you can jump back on and move again. It's like that, the way I always explain it and the way Tony explains it too, it's like you have this deep corded line on a record and you're so used to going on this record and right. you just go and you go and occasionally you may switch. And then if you hit the table, it goes back into the old one. Right. But if you scratch at that record enough and you scratch it up enough, it'll never go back to the old one. I mean, that's, that's what the big thing to me now is like, I'm never going back because I've understood my old habits so well. And I broke that pattern so much. So I'm like, it's, it's not even an option. It's right. not even an option. No. Yeah. You're, um, cho you're choosing not to go back there. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's, that's, and again, like, there's uh, that meme that floats around every now and again online that it's like your mind's a supercomputer. If you think yellow car, you're going to constantly see yellow car. Yep. And, and, and that has to do with just not the fucking yellow car, guys. That's everything, you know, that's having a good day. That's having a great workout. That's eating right. That's everything. If you if you automatically program your mind to think, OK, this is what's going to happen. And I know the, the outcome already. Guess what? That's what's going to happen. You want to know you want to know the term? The science sure. term? It's the reticular activating system of the brain. The RAS, wow. reticular wow. activating system. Wow. Whatever you ask of your brain, your brain's going to naturally navigate towards. Wow. I want a new Corvette. Holy crap, I start seeing Corvettes everywhere. Yeah. I'm ready to transfer my body. Look at all these programs that start popping up in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Your mind has an algorithm way before Instagram did, you know? <laughs> truth. It's the truth. No, yeah, you, you see it, you hear it, you think it, and you're going to, you, yeah, it's there. Um, and it's the, you have to start believing in that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the moment that I allowed myself. To, yeah. Yeah. It takes you right back to the gains in between the moment that I started to, to, to allow my mind to function that way was the moment I started breaking goals it was the moment that I could allow myself to envision this big goal, break it down into little goals. And then all what I cared about really was hitting those little goals mm -hmm. um, because ultimately I knew that those little goals were going to take me right where I needed to be. Yep. So the big goal, so the, long-term goal right let's let's use proper terms right long-term goal ultimately what you want 
right? Stop thinking about that as the instantaneous goal. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of hard work to get there. How Break do you eat an elephant? Right, exactly. One bite at a time. One fucking bite at a time, which is one of my favorite sayings, by the way, because I've always just, who, who thought of that? How do you eat an elephant? I don't know, but it involves food, and I think that's why I like it. Yeah, I think so, too. But anyway, so you have your long-term goal, and that's where you ultimately want to go. It's going to take you time, pressure, energy, all that good stuff, right? Short-term mm-hmm. goal. Short-term goal is not going to take you that much effort, right? Like, but you get belief. But you, yes, but you, but but you, you get belief. It. You can believe right. in the short-term goal. Bingo. And you keep collecting that belief. Mm-hmm. Because every time you break a short-term goal, you're autumn your, your mind is automatically say oh my god we did it what else can we do mm-hmm. it's so it's so fast that's that goes into massively i got two i got two fun stories with that number one um momentum like this is this is why the rich get rich the poor get poor the fat get fatter and the fit get fitter is because momentum is what takes over and that belief behind it and so like how it worked for me was like obviously two pounds a week that was, that was the only thing I could believe in. And I lived by that for 50 pounds. Like that was it. Yeah. But when I stepped on the scale at 50 pounds, I remember I'm in my apartment in college and I stepped on the scale. I was down 50 pounds. I turned around. I looked at the mirror on the opposite side of me and I go, David, you're losing 200 pounds and you're changing everything. And that switch happened, but that switch doesn't happen all at once. Like to some people it oh, does. No, 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 no. To yeah. some people they can, but like for me, that's where momentum, that's why sweet spot goals, that's why creating right. that, that gains between, because as you just start building momentum, building momentum, then the switch can happen. And it's, and it's so fun because again, I, I always love it within a company. Yes. Weight loss, but it's fun too. Cause when it comes to like, say money, I, <laughs> I gotta say this cause I think it's important. I, I, I won't, I won't name names, uh, but on the last week's podcast when we, or podcast at last week's community call. Yes. Um, when we're talking about goals for each other and we're talking about like what our long-term goals are and what we want and everything. I made the statement on the call that like, obviously above, like my weight loss goals and fitness goals and all kind of stuff. I told them I want to like my long-term goal. I've, I've done the numbers for the lifestyle. I want to live $60,000 a month when I'm making $60,000 a month, everything that I would like in life, I have it set. Right. But what's funny is, um, someone reached out to me on Instagram that was on the call and was like, David, I got to be honest with you. And I was like, Hey, fire away. What's up? And he goes, I'll admit my, my negative perspective on belief kicked in when you first said that. And I said, who the fuck are you rich prick? That's what he thought about in his head. And then he goes, I want to apologize for thinking that because you just saying that of like what you want out of life and 60,000 who are a month and who, who are you to want that? I'm like, he goes, it made me realize that I was playing small in my own life. And right. I'm like, yeah, that is true. Like, and that, that's that, like, why can't you? And it's, it's like, and then I, I made the statement to him. I was like, you know what? You got to deserve it. But it's like when AL, when this ALG community helps a hundred thousand people transform their health and happiness. I think I deserve $60,000 a month. Like <laughs> I'm just saying like that, that's the thing. And so notice how I'm very quiet. No, <laughs> but no, like, but yeah, you're absolutely right. 
it's 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 fun where it's again it's it's the momentum of things where like when you set the standard and you start building that momentum of hitting a small goal hitting a hitting a um uh a new uh gains between type goal you're just like getting that momentum all of a sudden boom that bigger goal can belief can hit and then you can start building in that direction uh, but it's just fascinating how people it's this is a whole different tangent off of it but it is it is fascinating how we all tend to take someone else's life and always look at through the lighting of, or the lens of what they're dealing with. Like it, the person that reached out to me and how he originally took it so poorly. And he then also he's like, why, why am I taking this poorly? Why, why does him making that kind of wanting that in life piss you off? Yeah. Piss you off. And so it, it is, it's just fascinating. It is fat. And I, I appreciate him for, for realizing that what was happening even telling me about it he didn't have to and uh but it was cool it was it was a cool experience so before we wrap up um how give an example to people of how you can break down your your big long-term goal the big picture and kind of setting up those gains in between and and getting to that sweet spot those Mm -hmm. sweet spot goals yeah so for me um number one is this is how i always do things for from what i understand um number one set the dream goal like right. you don't have to believe it. It doesn't matter. No, like but if, say it out loud. That's, yeah. that's so important. Set say it out loud. Like yeah. set it, say it out loud, write it down. Yeah. Like what is your dream? Like if I was a fairy godmother and I just went Bring! and it happened, what do you want? Right. And is getting as vivid as possible. It, it's, it can be, it can be way more than just a number on the scale. The number on the scale can be a component. Uh-huh. But it can be like, I am, and and speak about it in first person and 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 in the moment so it's like i am 210 pounds sub 12 percent body fat i have all the energy all the enjoyment my body is uh is fully energized and compassionate about life blah 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 blah, and get as vivid and distinct as possible then you go to the next level which is why is it important to you why like why is your life going to be better at that set outcome how is your life gonna be less painful at that outcome the the more wise that you can instill the more quote-unquote motivation you can start getting yourself into that active momentum of of moving in that direction once you have that set then i i go on to like the sweet spot goal the next logical step which to me when you get into this position it's so different for everyone yeah, my my next logical step, a, a goal that that was large enough that excited me, that was small enough that I truly believed I could hit was two fucking pounds. I was 410 pounds. I could go pee out two pounds. Right. But that's all I could. Uh, that was it. That was that was what was a sweet spot goal that was large enough that excited me and small enough that I believe I can hit. Once that goal was set. Now you have that goal. Now break down the components of what is it going to take? This is where education right. is so important. Don't don't fall into mysticism. I think this is so freaking important. Don't don't just be this person that goes, well, I have this goal, I have this big goal, I have this small goal, and and now I'm just going to do it. Well, what is doing it? How is yeah. education? Doing it has failed you so many times. Yeah. So like, what educate yourself? What's what's how do you educate yourself? Find mentors that have right. done it and say, this is how I did it. Oh, now you're learning. I, th- I think it's so important for anyone here. And that's why I think ALG is so incredible on this standpoint. Everyone wants to learn. 
I, I like if you're not actively trying to learn how your body works, how your mind works, how you can influence yourself, how you can set effective goals. If you're just try, trying to get the, hey, someone tell me what to do. It's not going to work. Fact. Yeah. If, if, if all you're waiting for is someone to tell you what to do, yeah. it will never work. No. At least long term. No, no, no. No one's ever going to come over to you and take your hand and show you the way. Um, no. There's going to be people that give you examples of how to do yeah. it. You know, there's going to be mentors, like David said. There's going to be advisors. But no one's going to take you by the hand and say, okay, come on with me. Come on. Yeah. We're going to the promised land. Like, all right. Eat three more bites of chicken. Right. Exactly. And, then, and, then, and then don't eat for the next three hours. Right. And then I want you to drink 14 sips of water. Yep. And then after that, I want you to ponder this. Yep. And, and after that, sing I want happy birthday while you brush your teeth. Cause that's the only exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. Like if, if you're waiting for someone to hold your hand in the process and think that someone's just going to, it's just, that's not going to that work. That's be out there for a long time. It's, yeah. it's the whole idea of external versus internal motivation, external or internal influence where external has its place. Getting a personal trainer is very good. Getting a nutrition coach is very good, but yeah. if your if your entire life is instilled in that person to live your life, you're gonna fail. Yeah, because that person's not gonna be around forever. He may change position. But failure isn't final. Failure yeah. is not final. I just want to just I want to say that one more time. Failure is not final. True. Quitting is final. Well, quit. That's what I meant. I'm, yeah. I meant quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quit, quitting is final. Failure allow failure to happen. I think that that's a huge proponent of making the gains in between work like mm -hmm. people forget in the grand scheme of it in order to reach your big ass goal you gotta fail dude um because failure is just a lesson it's it's not it's not final it's a lesson so if you're not allowing yourself to fail to experience failure to know exactly how that feels when that shit happens and you're not ready for it because it's going to happen it's going to happen a lot um it's going to take you out the game and if you and if you allow failure to be final and you quit on yourself, you're you're back to square one. What are you gonna do? You're gonna quit again. You're gonna take a year off, find yourself. You're gonna fucking binge eat, whatever whatever your vice is. You're gonna go mm -hmm. back to that, and then circle back a year later, year and a half later. Guess what? Here we are again, trying to figure out again. what our fucking long term goal is or short term goal is, and how we're gonna get there. And then so, you're finding some mystic thing outside of your yeah. control that you think is what's holding you back. And it's, ooh, it's, it's P90X. Right. That's yeah, P90X it. is going to save if, me. If, if Tim Horton can just, or what, what is, is Tim Horton? No, it's, it's something. No, Tim Horton's like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. What's, who, who's P90X? I respect him. But again, if you think that some guru, that some, somebody is the one that's going to hold you and hold your hand through the rest of your life, it's yeah. just, it's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. Mentors are great. People to look Mentors up to are fantastic. Great. Yeah. And no, no one's, no one's taking that away. And I, again, and I, I'm a big advocate. We're of mentors. If, like, that, yeah, that's exactly. what we're doing right now. Right. But I'm a big advocate of, if you're just starting this weight loss journey, go get a trainer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. I'm a huge proponent of that. I think though that's the greatest thing ever because then you don't have to worry about figuring it the fuck out yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're not sitting there because then there's that fear of, am I doing this right? Am I getting the results because I'm doing this right? Or am I doing this wrong? Like, just figure it out, dude. Like, oh yeah, literally. What was I just next questions? I was just at Planet Fitness yesterday. I have, I, I oh, this is a tangent. You know me. Um, I had a I had was it a, Pizza Friday? Mm, they don't have COVID. You can't do. Oh right, stuff right damn now. it. 
<laughs> What's the point of having a Planet Fitness membership? I can't get pizza. Wait, is the Tootsie Roll still at the register or no? The no, the Tootsie Rolls are gone too. Wow, that's bullshit. The fuck this, you have a membership for? I, yeah, I think my membership should be cheaper now. Come on. Yeah, right? You took out the two most important things. Yeah. No, but um, so I had an Insta-famous moment yesterday. And it was like, I was at the gym. And all of a sudden, these three guys come at me. Are you fit, D-Rock? And I'm like, yo, bro, you're David Roden, right? I'm like, yeah. Yo, you've been on my Snapchat. You've been on my Instagram. You're on my TikTok. Like, this is crazy. And I'm like, what's up, guy? We ended up talking for a while. Um, could you yeah. spot me, bro? Could you could you spot me so the lug alarm doesn't yeah. go off? No, and, and they're really good guys. And again, Are you allowed they, to spot people in there? No, right? Because it's all Smith's machines. Uh, I spin machines, but I still, I mean, spot and dumbbells, dumbbells, right, press. Cool. and yeah. I still do get spots like when I'm doing heavyweight chest press or like overhead press on Smith gotcha. machine. Cause yeah, you can just kind of rack it, but it's like, I really yeah. want to kind of push out. Right. And so like, especially when I'm doing legs, I'll have, I'll have like a side spot or something. Um, but no, that's cool. I've had that happen to me one time at ProFit and I just, yeah. I, that was just very strange. It was yeah. just, yo, you're, I, you're, I was you're just not like, shirty, right? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Please don't watch who, me work out now. <laughs> who, who's asking? Yeah, who's who wants who's inquiring? <laughs> no, nah, but it's cool. They're really cool guys. Hopefully, they watch this. Uh, no, that's dope. And uh, but where was I going with the story? I don't know. Oh, just asking quite getting mentors. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, as long as like getting when you're setting these goals and you're and you're looking for the gains between and you're really trying to get moving in the right direction, you're not supposed to have all the answers. Ever. getting yeah getting getting a go- coach getting all this kind of stuff is a fantastic thing however just like you can actually drink too much water you actually can it's a lot it's a but lot. you it can yeah too much of a good thing can be a bad thing and it's like if your entire life is dignified by someone else to tell you what to do be careful you, get, yeah. you gotta be careful because what, what happens when that person's gone? Then exactly. Then they just became that security blanket. You yeah. Know? Then they just became that slice of pizza or whatever. Like, eh, you know. You well, know? I can't go to the gym if David doesn't go. Yes, you go. Get your fucking ass to the gym. I don't have to go to the gym. Like that's. <laughs> no, I feel you. I, hey, yeah. I, I, I've lived that too. Um, when I first got my trainer, I was always like that. Like, I only work out with Steve. I can't work out without Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's the truth. So guys, don't be afraid to ask questions realize what your ultimate goal is what that big master that big that big picture goal is and then really sit down think to yourself how you're going to dissect that big goal and how we are going to get there quickly and efficiently without quitting mm-hmm. that's the secret guys that's oh, the secret sauce and i like i like kind of going off of that with with actually i'm going to use the journal as a, as a standpoint too yeah um be careful making your results focus goals too small yes meaning well i'm gonna lose half a pound today like that's that you can't do that kind of stuff because there's too many you add a little bit of sodium you have something that goes off and right. things are off too like yeah yeah the, the the smallest goal set you should be doing and stuff like this is like week like a weekly goal even monthly when it comes to this stuff like w- with the journal like i put it 30 day goals is like the smallest set of goals because you can like you can control that timeline it's hard to control 24 hours you can't like you can, you can control the, the actions you take in 24 hours right but, but you, you can't, can't you necessarily can't, yeah. control the results you're going to get in 24 hours again no instant gratification yep you know, so all right guys i think that that is a good place to wrap this episode off what do you mm-hmm. think David? i think, it, I think um, it, went, it went really well 
I like this episode. I yeah, I hope that you all, uh, un, you know, you got something from it. Um, realize that it really is. It's all about the gains in between. It's really not about that instant gratification. Nothing really good comes from that. Um, before we sign off for the day, I just want to remind everybody, you can join us each and every Wednesday night. You can log on to the accountablelifegroup.com and be a part of our weekly, absolutely free community call. That's every Wednesday night at 830 Eastern Standard Time. We would love to meet you. We're having new members every single week. And guys, the community, the tight-knit family, it's just, it's really cool. I get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get to you just get to hang out and, and mm-hmm. kick it with cool people. Maybe it's people that, you know, off Instagram that you've never had a full blown conversation with. You never met face to face. I like it. And I think that you will, too. Um, please. Um, the Accountable Life Journal is now for sale on Amazon. There will be a link somewhere. I It'll hope be, if, yeah. if David does it, maybe we know how he is. But gosh, you just can't. You just can't. No, not just one be episode. mean to me. Yeah, yeah. I so, can't David, do it. You go, you'll see a direct link that you can purchase your own copy of the Accountable Life Guys, Journal. Guys, can you comment? Can you comment <laughs> in this video to tell tell John to be nice to me, please? I'm Thank the mean you. one, guys. I'm the mean one. I'm I'm the I'm the heel. Um, and then please, one more thing. I am asking. No, I am begging. All right, I'm getting on my knees and I am groveling here. Please leave us a five-star review. Give us a review. I mean, a a five-star rate. Give us a good review. And if you could share this with somebody that you think will get something out of it, we appreciate it because that's how this podcast grows. That's how the community grows. And we just want to be able to give you guys exactly what you want and what Mm -hmm. you're looking for. So help us, help you, help me, help you. Come on, we're buddies. We've been doing this a long time. I love it. And uh, that's it. And uh, stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. Toodles. (laughs) 